0: Hello and welcome to this edition of the Mushroom Link audio article series. This podcast on forward flies is based on an original article from Mushroom Link issue 5. The entire piece can be accessed at mushroomlink.com.au Flies in mushroom crops are a persistent, annoying and occasionally damaging issue that all growers will face at some time. Most research has focused on scarids, like Orellia species, often the most common type of fly that's present. The maggots feed on organic matter in compost and readily adapt to captivity, which makes research relatively easy. Mushroom forward flies are quite different. They may be a minor problem on most Australian farms, but in many countries, including Spain, Turkey, India, the UK and the US, they are a major pest. Yield losses of 10 to 40% have been widely reported. Some Australian farms are now also reporting persistent populations of these flies. So unlike scarids, forward maggots feed directly on the agaricus mycelia, potentially affecting both yield and quality. Apart from the direct crop damage, foreheads are pathogen vectors, particularly dry bubble disease. This fungal parasite produces masses of conidia covered with sticky mucilage that readily sticks to tiny fly feet. Brown blotch bacteria and mites can also be spread by flies moving around the grow room. High populations of fords or any fly species, are also a significant nuisance in growing rooms. Getting and keeping good staff is difficult enough without asking them to pick mushrooms in a cloud of annoying flies. Then, there are the issues with the neighbours. In a recent Mushroom Link podcast, Jeff Price from Georgie Mushroom Company in Penn State commented that this was a major issue in the U.S., their whole community has been up in arms about the forids, It's become a big problem because in summer, when people are outside, they can get really clobbered by high populations. New research has been investigating forad biology, ecology, and the best ways to manage these annoying pests. So let's talk a bit about the life cycle of forids. The forid Megacelia halterata has been considered a significant mushroom pest since 1953 when population explosions occurred in British mushroom farms. While there are other Megacelia species which can also cause problems such as uh, Megacelia nigra, Megacelia halterata is an agaricus and pleurotus specialist. It is not found on other fungal hosts. The females are strongly attracted to growing agaricus mycelia. The more mycelia are present, the stronger their response. They are therefore most attracted to phase 3 compost rather than compost which has been recently spawned. Each female can lay at least 50 eggs during her life cycle. These are deposited close to growing mycelia, so primarily in the top layer of phase 3 compost. Eggs are also laid in casing if it has been colonised by the mycelium they don't lay into freshly applied casing. The maggots then migrate downwards and feed on the Garicus mycelia until they are fully mature. This takes about eight to 11 days at 24 degrees. After this, they migrate upwards into the top of the compost or casing and pupate. It takes about a week for the insects to pupate and the males tend to emerge before the females Both sexes are ready to mate only about five days after they emerge. However, temperature is a key determinant of these development times for all insects and for forids, being no exception. Development slows markedly once temperatures fall below 18 degrees. It takes twice as long for flies to complete their life cycle at 15 degrees compared to 18 degrees. However. Low temperatures also mean that adult flies live longer. A female forehead will live for four to five days at 21 degrees, but eight to nine days at 15 degrees. This increases her opportunity to mate and to lay eggs. Interestingly, temperature also has a big impact on the male to female ratio. At low temperatures, more females are produced than males. However, Once the temperature goes over 22 degrees, the situation reverses, with more males than females. Humidity is also important. Research indicates increasing relative humidity from 45% to 80% allows forage to live at least 50% longer, with females being the most responsive. The cool, humid conditions inside most mushroom grow rooms are therefore ideal for forage. However, despite constant year-round conditions, large seasonal fluctuations in populations occur. For example, in Pennsylvania, fly populations double during spring, expand during summer, peak in autumn, then decline dramatically during winter. This is because the flies mate outside. Once the males emerge from their pupae, they leave the grow rooms, and form groups outside waiting for the females. A life cycle study by Mazin et al. revealed that courtship and mating occur over grassy areas with most activity from late afternoon until dusk. At these times, great swarms or leks would form with clouds of insects circulating rapidly close to the ground. Mating occurs in midair. And in this study, around 30% of the flies they captured were in copula. In contrast, forads were rarely found around spent mushroom compost or wooded areas, windbreak areas or hedgerows, further confirming that they only go outside to mate. They then return to the grow rooms to lay eggs. Fresh compost and piles of cooked out spent compost are therefore not sources of infestation as they do not contain active agaricus mycelium. This means they're unattractive to the flies. Agaricus mycelium can feed a lot of maggots though. A single kilo of phase three compost has been shown to support development of 4,000 flies. Theoretically, at least, this translates into an apocalyptic 160,000 flies per square meter inside a grow room. Nobody wants to experience that. So, how are we going to manage forids? Firstly, let's talk about chemicals. There was once a very long list of chemicals registered in Europe to control forids. They included organophosphates, methoprene, benzoylurea, pyrethroids, and carbamates. These products were generally mixed into either the pasteurised compost or the casing. However, most can no longer be applied due to potential uptake of these chemicals into the mushrooms. Forids first became a problem in Pennsylvania in 2012. That was when the US EPA canceled registration of diazinon insecticide for use on mushroom farms. In any case, by the mid-1980s, Holterata had become resistant to a wide range of insecticides. Moreover, Results were variable for several products while others had toxic effects on the agaricus mycelia themselves. There are several products still registered for control of forids on Australian mushroom farms. Most have fipronil as the active ingredient while one has cyromazine. They are applied by mixing with peat during preparation of casing. There are no insecticides listed by APVMA which can be applied post-casing. And remember it is absolutely essential to use insecticides according to the label directions and confirm if it is registered in your jurisdiction. The alternative is biological products which may or may not provide an alternative. For example, trials in Turkey found that two neem-based products were as effective as chlorpyrifos at controlling foreign maggots in compost. However, It should be noted that the products were applied as a drench after casing, raising the possibility of transfer into the mushrooms. Although a natural plant extract, neem is not registered in Australia for use on edible crops, so approval of this use pattern seems very unlikely. Targeting the adult flies and avoiding contact with the mushroom substrate is a far less problematic approach. Pesticide screening by Penn State researcher, Dr. Mike Wolfen, showed that adult foreign flies were highly susceptible to a biopesticide composed of botanical oils by Ecovia EC. The researchers applied the biopesticide to areas likely to come in contact with the flies, air vents, attic areas, and so on. It was also applied to electrostatic screens, which were placed at key entry and exit points. Dr. Wolfen commented that by November 2020, they were seeing almost a complete elimination of foreheads on the test farms. On the test farm where all of the controls had been implemented, the flies were completely eliminated. Another potential control strategy lies with the white muscadine fungus, Boveria bassiana. This entomopathogenic fungus has a wide host range and can certainly kill insects. A commercial formulation of this product, Botanigard, has a label extension in the USA, which allows use in mushroom houses against foreign and scarred flies. However, it is not registered currently with the APVMA. In any case, although the Penn State researchers found that exposure to the product led to 100% mortality of adult flies, it took an average of eight days for the flies to die. While a positive result, it was concluded that this was unlikely to be a commercially viable way to reduce forward populations on mushroom farms. Another potential idea is to use entomopathogenic nematodes. Various nematode species, including bradynema species and hoadula species, parasitize flies. And there are reports of infection rates reaching 60 to 75% during autumn when forehead populations are highest. Unfortunately, while these nematode species reduce egg laying, they do not kill their host. Rearing and releasing infected flies is therefore unlikely also to provide a practical control measure. There are also several steinonema species nematodes that attack forids. There have been positive reports of their effects when watered into the casing layer, not only on emergence of foreheads from pupae, but also on quality and yield of the mushrooms. Commercial formulations of factory-grown nematodes are available in Europe and can be easily applied. However, as with many biological products, effectiveness can be variable, and these products are not currently available in Australia. Perhaps the best way is to avoid the issue, as prevention is surely better than cure. This means blocking access to growing mycelium, which is sure to be part of the answer. In the USA, most farms load phase two compost, then do the spawn run inside the growing rooms. Once phase two is complete, the rooms are open to permit casing. Opening the room at this stage provides a powerful attractant to invading forids. One of the proposed control strategies is to avoid scheduling such critical activities at times when forards are active. We know that forads are most active during the day, they are inactive at night and they cannot fly at temperatures below 15.5 degrees. Infestation of phase three compost is therefore very unlikely between sunset and the early morning, as well as in cooler areas. In Australia, shelf farms generally load phase three compost, casing it as the room is filled. This presents a smaller window of opportunity to forage and may be one of the reason we have somewhat less problem with these pests. Pennsylvania's cold winter breaks the forrid life cycle. This may also hold true in southern areas of Australia. It also seems possible that our hot, dry summer in other areas could have a negative impact on the ability of foreheads to leck and to mate. In conclusion, a wide range of tools are available to help manage foreheads. However, prevention is better than cure. So regular scouting and monitoring and barriers are surely the best steps to managing these tiny pests. This podcast was brought to you by Mushroom Link, a project funded by Hort Innovation using the mushroom levy and funds from the Australian Government. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mushroom Link audio article series. If you want to read this article, you can access it on the Mushroom Link website at www.mushroomlink.com.au and go to the magazine tab. Forward Ecology and Management is part of Issue 5, which includes articles on food safety, questions and answers, uses for spent mushroom substrate, and more. This podcast contained mention of a range of chemical and biological products. This information is intended for educational purposes only and is not advice. Before using any chemical ensure it is permitted for use in your jurisdiction and always follow label instructions.